Thank you, Bren, for reading our scripture lesson this morning. Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems like bad manners or cynicism is always a sign of things no eyes have seen or ears have heard. You don't know what wars are going on down where the spirit meets the bone. But ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Four months earlier, I was a long-term substitute teacher, teaching ancient Mesopotamia and Amurabi's code. Four months later, there I was, standing outside a hospice room filled with family surrounding their beloved father who was actively dying. As the student chaplain, I was still getting used to my role and thinking theologically about where God was in all of this. I entered the room and was invited next to their father to say a prayer. My heart was racing. What if I said the wrong words? What if the prayer didn't work (laughs) and they became upset with me? Our minds have a way of going to worst-case scenario, don't they? And I began to pray. And as the words came out, I judged every single one of them. They all felt off. They, they felt like they didn't belong. It wasn't flowing poetry. But I continued. And was all set to close with the Lord's Prayer. The prayer I said my entire life, the prayer I memorized as a child in Sunday school to earn that extra Rice Krispie treat, it is the most familiar prayer to Christians around the world and across denominations. So I began, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on heaven, in heaven as it, oh no, I messed up the Lord's Prayer. (laughs) And so I scrambled, right? And I said, let's all join together (laughs) in the Lord's Prayer. And they did. All 15 joined in the Lord's Prayer. And I wonder, their father who was not awake or conscious, maybe on some level heard the voices of the family gathered. Despite forgetting the words, being human, despite judging each of the words I said, we prayed. God showed up, and I fully believe that. Have you ever prayed and thought to yourself, is this working? (laughs) Is Is this thing on? God, are you hearing this, or am I just saying this to an empty room? Have you ever thought, God will hear this if I say it the right way? Without so much as a stutter, even maybe if I get down and kneel in prayer position, that'll help. 
And if this prayer is perfect, God will deem it worthy to listen to. And if I'm lucky, God will do something about it. We put qualifiers on being perfect or worthy, two things that God does not require of us if we know our prophets. God requires something different of us. But we do swim in a quid pro quo world and find ourselves not praying to a God of grace or a loving parent like Abba, but a God with a gavel and a robe. Not only do our expectations get in the way, but our words do as well. Because whenever we speak of God, or even talk about God, all of our words are destined to fall short. And that's just not me saying, that's actually my uh, theology professor from seminary, who has taught us to speak the language of God talk. She constantly told us that God is that which cannot be known. Again, the person telling us how to talk about God. God is that which cannot be known. Once you know God, God ceases to be God. And I think about that a lot, especially as a pastor where people expect you to have it all figured out. Any word we have for God is a box that God cannot fully fit into. Take love. Yes, God is love. But God is also more than our understanding of love. But the beauty of words is that when we give them space and we give ourselves grace, they can, I believe, point us to and connect us with God. But our prayers do not need to be perfect Or we don't have to be completely worthy of whatever that means. And we don't have to have the right words to connect with God. In the very middle of arguably the most important chapters of the Bible, alongside teachings of love your enemy, Jesus lifts up the purpose of prayer. Prayer is a necessity to Jesus. Prayer is what brings them back to the teachings and the ways of God And as if his disciples are having the same frustrations we often have, he reassures them that it is more than having the right prayer, but prayers are to be simple and from the heart. Jesus reminds them that there is no word requirement. In fact, disciples may be wondering if they even need words at all, for Jesus tells them that God knows what they need before they ask. Isn't that something to think about? God knows what we need before we even ask it. God, help me through this tough time. God, please be with my granddaughter and guide her. God, give me courage to say the difficult thing that needs to be said. God, be with those who are lonely or sick. God knows this before we even ask it before we begin judging our own words, before we even consider the prayer. And so our prayers are not about informing God or or manipulating God, but aligning ourselves and trusting God. Maybe even just acknowledging our own need. Jesus says, God already knows what you need. 
And then he tells them, pray like this. Pray like this. If you need to use words, borrow these words. The Lord's Prayer is essentially a petitionary prayer, a prayer of asking. There is adoration at the beginning and at the end, but petition forms the heart of the prayer. There are seven perfectly crafted requests, three of which are entreaties to God for help. Not just for the individual, but it includes the community. God, help us. Give us bread daily. Forgive us what we have done and help us forgive others as you have forgiven. God, deliver us from temptation and evil. Give, forgive, deliver. Spoken with intention and centered on trust and faith, the Lord's Prayer can speak to nearly every situation we are going through. It acknowledges a God already giving us what we need. It acknowledges a God that is already helping us forgive and repair broken relationships. It names a God already delivering us from the things that lead us away from the love of God. Jesus gives us this prayer when we can't find the right words. Rob McCoy puts it within the purpose of the Sermon on the Mount in which we are in. He says, the Lord's Prayer can't be just words that we recite. They're not words that we recite. It is a prayer that we live. When you live the Lord's Prayer, it becomes more than the words you say. It is the choices you make, the grace you show, the forgiveness you give, and the bread you share. So we don't say the prayer, we live the prayer. We don't just say the prayer, but we become the prayer. We become a people united to the purpose and love of God. Knowing that it is easy to recite the Lord's Prayer, I want to invite you to say it with me with some intention. Let the words uh, become who you are in this moment. And know that if you mess up, there is grace for you there. And also know God knows what you need already and leads you to that. So let us pray these words together now with intention. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.